Good morning. Really love that song that, that says that Jesus is still moving, speaking and working today. And uh, we're going to be looking at a, a story um, where Jesus meets a guy called Le uh, Lazarus. No, he doesn't. He meets a guy called Zacchaeus. <laughs> All week I've been preparing this. How could I have done that now? We're going to talk... We're going to look at a guy called Zacchaeus, and um, if you're if you've been in church a while, you'd probably know it's quite a, a famous story. But we're going to look at that this morning. At the start of the book of Acts, when Jesus ascends into heaven, it says uh, there were two men in white wearing white, which we think are angels. It sounds like angels, and they say. This same Jesus will return in a similar manner. And I just want us to, to think about the song we've been singing, what I'm going to talk about this morning. It's this same Jesus, then and now, this same Jesus. So just hold that thought in your mind. Um, I'm terrified now about talking about Zacchaeus because I... <laughs> At Life Group, um, when we do a Bible study, instead of us reading the Bible, we get this great person called David Suchet to read the Bible to us, and it's amazing. And he's going to read the Bible to us now, the story of Zacchaeus. Luke chapter 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. time uh, in the Roman Empire tax collectors were self-employed people they would agree with the Roman government that a certain amount of tax would be paid by a region or a city and then they would be responsible for collecting that tax and paying it over to the Romans 
But of course, they didn't just collect enough tax to pay the Romans. They collected as much as they could because everything extra above the amount they were going to pay on was theirs to keep. So tax collectors were really, really unpopular people and um, often were people who would take advantage and they became rich because they took advantage of the people. And often in the New Testament when we read, when Jesus talks about uh, sinners or when the Pharisees, when the people talk about sinners, they talk about murderers, robbers, adulterers and tax collectors all in the same category. That's how they were viewed as really nasty, detested people who were defrauding their own people to, to pay money to the, to the Romans. And because of that, the Jewish people considered them to be unclean. The Jewish people considered that they weren't uh, actually part of them. The Jewish people considered themselves to be sons of Abraham, but people, tax collectors, were excluded from that. They weren't counted any longer as being sons of Abraham. They were, they were sort of separated and distanced from the people, and they, they could only go into the temple in the outer courts where anyone, Gentiles, could go. They couldn't go any further in like other, other Jews. And they were considered ceremonially unclean, so you don't mix with those people because that makes you unclean. So they were separated, they were marginalised. And that's what, that's what Zacchaeus was. I'm so... That's what Zacchaeus was. I need a huge Zacchaeus written across the back there to remind me. That's what Zacchaeus was. So he was a really rich guy, but he was a guy that was marginalised by society. In some ways, he probably have had everything he could possibly want, apart from the fact that everybody hated him and he was distanced and separated from the people that he'd grown up with. And not only was... Zacchaeus a tax collector he was a chief tax collector he was in charge of like a region which is why they believe he was a really rich guy because Jericho was a really wealthy area it was a trading center it was a, a, a place that was accessing uh, Jerusalem from one side of Jerusalem you have to go through Jericho to get there it was a it was a busy place and Jesus is passing through this place and he Jesus is deliberately passing through this place to meet with Zacchaeus. And it says there were large crowds in the city, and Zacchaeus is trying to see Jesus. Zacchaeus is actually like searching for Jesus. He's obviously heard about him, he knows there's something about him, he wants to find out more about this, this man. And it says that he was a small man and that he, therefore, to get a good view, to try and understand what was going on, to be able to hear Jesus, he, he runs ahead of the crowd and uh, climbs a tree. And there's a, there's a couple of things in that which are uh, like really strange uh, in this time. Men didn't run. That was like not the custom. It wasn't like graceful. It wasn't proper. You don't run. And then secondly, he climbs a tree, which is like even weirder, particularly in the sort of clothes they would wear in those times, which would be like robes and things. He, he's like doing some really weird things to get close to Jesus. 
it appears, I don't know whether he developed really thick skin because of his job, but he was prepared to do stuff that looked ridiculous to get close to Jesus, to listen to what Jesus had to say, because he was searching. And it seems that despite everything he had in terms of material things, in terms of wealth, there's something missing in his life. He knows there is something still missing in his life, and he's looking for that. He's looking for more than he's than he has he's looking for value he's looking for meaning he's looking for purpose so he he climbs up a tree jesus knew who he was so nobody introduces zacchaeus to jesus jesus knew who he was he knew he was there he knew him by name he knew his history he knew his background he knew what he had done he he was known by jesus and jesus knows us in the same way this same jesus knows us he knows all our faults all our problems all our concerns all our worries all our hopes and dreams and ambitions the difficult circumstances we may be in the difficult situations we come across jesus knows us He knows our name. He knows who we are. We are known by him. And we are known and loved despite all our failings, despite our humanity, despite who we are. We are known and loved by him. And Jesus looks at Zacchaeus, knows him and and loves him and wants wants to communicate with him, wants to engage with him, wants to speak to him. And he says, come down. I must stay at your house today. Come down immediately, he says. I need to talk to you now. And Jesus says, I've got to come to your house. And it's like, that's really weird. It's quite forward, isn't it? Like, I've just met you and I've got to come to your house. But Jesus, by saying that, is there's so much meaning in that. Because, as I said before, this is a guy who is marginalized by society. This is a guy who the Jews consider ceremonially unclean. And Jesus says, no, I need to come to your house. And the Pharisees would would think, you're condoning this guy by going to his house. And if you eat his food, that's like even worse. But Jesus knows that and he deliberately says, no, I need to come to your house. I need to come to to where you are. And there's something about the word that's used there, which which is not just that I need to come to your house to eat because I'm hungry. There's there's something about the word there, the Greek word that's used there, which is to do with the fact that this is like a divine appointment. This is something significant that's going to happen. I have to come to your house, a divine purpose, a divine mission. I was thinking about that situation and thinking if I had met Jesus in those circumstances and he said I want to come to your house what I would actually do because I, it's like I would I would phone Sue up and say um Sue uh, Jesus wants to come to dinner and it's like what Jesus wants to come to dinner well tell him to come tomorrow because like we the house is a mess sorry Sue wherever you are the house is a mess. It needs tidying up. We haven't got any food in. We've got to. We've got to make a meal. We've got. We've got all these things to do. Uh, tell, you know, tell him to come tomorrow or something like that. But 
Jesus wants us as we are. He doesn't say, go away, tidy yourself up, come back tomorrow and we'll have this conversation. He says, no, he comes to us exactly where we are in the sort of mess of our everyday lives. I'm not saying our house is messy. In the mess of our everyday lives, that's where Jesus comes to us. That's where he meets us. He doesn't say, smarten yourself up and then we'll have a conversation. That's where he comes to meet us, in the place of need, just where we are. And the religious leaders and the people watching on think this is like a terrible thing that Jesus is doing. He's almost condoning what the guy does by going to meet him and, and going to his house. He shouldn't be doing that. The interesting thing is that even at that part of the story, something is going on in Zacchaeus. Even before they get to the house, Zacchaeus starts to respond to what Jesus has been doing. And he says, look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. Jesus didn't tell him what to do. This engagement, this meeting, this connection that they have has produced a response in, in Zacchaeus. And he's, he's being incredibly generous. The guy who's all about money, the guy who's all about acquiring wealth, has had a complete transformation, a complete change of heart, a complete change of priority and motivation. And now he's giving stuff away. He's giving, he says, I'll give half of everything away, which is like incredible. He says, if I've shortchanged somebody, I'll pay them back four times. That was way more than the Jewish law would require you to do if, if, you, had, if you had done something wrong. That was m a much more generous res response to it. Something miraculous has happened. Zacchaeus has met Jesus and something miraculous has happened. Some, something transformational has happened in his life. This encounter with Jesus has changed everything. And Jesus then restores him to community and restores him to, um, to the Jewish nation because he says, today, this man too is a son of Abraham. This man belongs back. He belongs again with us. He's, he's one of us. I'm restoring him at this time. And there's hope for all of us because Jesus is a, a, a God of restoration. He wants to restore stuff to us, stuff that we've lost, stuff that maybe we've deliberately done stuff which has excluded us, but God is a God of restoration. He wants to restore. He wants to bring us back so that we are part of something, that, so that we belong to something. And the knock-on effect of this, this exchange is that Zacchaeus is, is a changed man and uh, Jesus says that, that he's, he's restored, he's back in relationship with God. And that has a knock-on effect on the people around him, on the community, on the poor people around him where he's being really generous to the poor, on the city where this new Zacchaeus is not going to be ripping, ripping people off like the old Zacchaeus was. You see, when, when, when change, transformation, restoration happens with us, 
it isn't just in us, it expands outwards. When true transformation takes place, it isn't just in our thinking, it's in our heart and in our actions. And this is what we, we, we see here, that he, this situation, this encounter, changes a city. So we see, we see Zacchaeus, a man who's searching. We see that whoever we are, we are known by God. Jesus knows us. Whether we want anything to do with him or not, Jesus knows us. We are known. But when we meet Jesus, when we encounter Jesus, that there's a response required. We can't stay the same when we've met Jesus. There's a response required whether we either decide, I am actually going to stay the same, or am I going to respond to what Jesus is calling me to do, what Jesus is, is changing in me. And if we, if we choose that, if we choose to accept Jesus, if we choose to say, you are now the priority in my life, you are the motivation in my life, that won't only Im impact us, it will impact the people around us. And it's this same Jesus. The same Jesus that spoke to Zacchaeus is the same Jesus that this morning says, I want to restore you. I want to meet you. I want to change you. The worship guys could come back up. That would be really good. I want us just to have a, a time where we can receive prayer if we want to. The guys will come out both sides th this morning and we can receive prayer if we want prayer. As, as, we, as we're in this like worshipful environment, in our own seats, we can put stuff right with God this morning as well. If you want prayer, there's always people that would love to pray with you this morning. Because this same Jesus is here this morning. This same Jesus wants to meet us, wants to, he knows us, and he wants a response from us. He wants us to engage with him and for there to be a, a response from us. And he can change our lives. He can transform our lives. He can give us purpose and hope. And this same Jesus, is our, he's our saviour, our healer, our friend, our Lord, our restorer, our protector. All those things are available this morning from Jesus. If we need those things, he is here this morning to meet us and to change us, just like he changed Zacchaeus. Let's stand, let's worship, and uh, if you sense you want to come for prayer this morning, there's going to be people here who will pray with you. Thank you.